Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to our Bravo episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. This is the time of the week that we dive headfirst into our Bravo shows. Kate and I's podcast Tender Loving Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms, has a new episode each Wednesday. In that episode, we break down a show from the TLC and Discovery Plus Network, past or present, deep dive the insanity of that content. On Tuesdays, we have our purely 90 Day Fiancé show, in which we cover whatever current series of the 90 Day Fiancé franchise is airing. But in this episode, we get all cosy and talk nothing but bravo. Hi, Kate. Oh, Sorry, Kate's not here. Guys, one-off, Kate was running late with something. She had some stuff to do. We were going to record earlier. And I said, listen, don't stress. I'll do solo. I'll chat Bravo with all of our gals and guys that are listening. So you go and do your stuff. We will get into it. So it's just me today, guys. Um, I will be getting into, obviously, BH and Salt Lake City, the final part of the reunion. Yes, we'll get into that. Um, Before we go into it, news. Monica's out. So Andrew Cohen, saviour, lord and saviour of Bravo, confirmed that Monica's out. I think he may have insinuated she's on pause, but watching the finale, the final part of this reunion this week, I mean, no one's surprised. She... Kate and I like to say that we are, you know, are going to be great Bravo consultants, like housewives, soon to be housewives, housewives that are struggling need to come to us. And we can tell them how to play it because Monica played all of this wrong. All of it. Bringing out that burn book. I mean, come on. Well, we'll get into that when we get into the series. But I just wanted to touch on that news. Monica's out. I mean... I, you know, there's a chance she could come back. I could see in the future they may bring her back. But right now she burnt so many bridges. She didn't handle this as she should have to secure her place the next season. So, sorry, Monica, you had like all of this in your hands and you just kind of let it slip through your fingers for now. Um, Other news that I'm finding quite interesting, guys, we went to Salt Lake City. Let's go to BH News. Um, Kyle was seen out and about this week with her staged, sorry, I mean completely normal photo ops with paparazzi, wearing a like full length jacket because it's been raining and pouring in LA, full length big kind of, uh, you know, rain jacket type of thing with on the back emblazoned T 
Team Umansky. This got me thinking. I had said on this podcast, and I think I'd put it on our Instagram, um, several months back, we were on uh, Crazy Days, Crazy Nights, um, Entertainment Lawyer's website that deals with gossip from everywhere. One of the gossip reveals was that it was something along the lines of which reality star um, is suit, which housewife reality star is soon to be dumped because her possible uh, country musician, singer, girlfriend landed the tour of her dreams and doesn't want her hanging around so much this coming summer. Kyle and Morgan Wade. And the news had broken that Morgan Wade had got a tour supporting Alanis Morissette all through the summer. She's going to be going through the States. And I think international, I think it's international and the States. Huge tour for Alanis Morissette. And Morgan Wade is supporting, which is a huge gig. Now, I have a feeling this jacket was Kyle look Kyle obviously set up this photo shoot she sets up every single photo shoot um when I say photo shoot sorry I mean photo op with paparazzi the paparazzi just so happened to get her just so happened to get her so this one was completely set up she made it a point of wearing this jacket of showing off the back saying team Umansky and then I went to Morgan Wade's page on Instagram and it's completely scrubbed. There are two posts, one of them being her tour dates for Alanis Morissette's tour, and that's it. Now, some may say, you know, artists do this all the time if they've got maybe a big announcement coming out or they've got an album or they're resetting their style or rechanging, you know, changing some stuff up. I get it, I get it. But I can't help but feel that there is a strong possibility that Kyle and Morgan are on their are on the outs and that doesn't mean that Kyle wants to be back with Mo and everything's going to go back to how it was like season 10 I just think that this fast and furious love affair whether it was sexual or not whatever it doesn't matter I think it's run its course And I think Morgan, the publicity Morgan Wade has got, I can count, I can say all of us, I'm sure, never heard of her before this. And that doesn't mean she didn't have a career. She's very, very talented and she did have a career and she was a paid working musician. Um, But nothing to the level she is now. And some may say she would not have got the Alanis Morissette tour if she had not got involved with Kyle Umansky being on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, had this whole nearly year-long are they, aren't they, and appearing on the show. That's all I'm saying. So I think it is very, very telling. Think of that what you will. Let's get into, let's start with BH. Actually, I want to start with BH because, you know, we chatted last week just about how bloody disappointing this show is and this season is and Kate and I kind of I know we've gone ad nauseum about how we really think it just comes down to the producers thought they were going to get a ton from Kyle breaking up with Maurizio yes I always say Maurizio remember please I know his name's Mauricio but I pronounce it like Lisa Vanderpump um Maurizio um and that would be a huge storyline that would carry the entire season but she didn't give any of it up she's not really talking about it I don't I think we're going to get to the end of this season and still she's not going to talk a lot about it. So it's just been a bummer and I think there's so much going on with all these other cast members that they're not willing to talk about. So in the end you're getting a show of just fluff. Esophagus fluff. Um we're on episode 13 Tapas and Tattletales. So we know that they are getting ready to go to Spain. So we get the shots of all of them getting ready, you know, packing, talking about glam, and we see that Garcelle is bringing glam with her, which we love. I mean, it was only a few seasons ago, you know, that really it was only Dorit, Dorit and Pique that were bringing um that were bringing glam, obviously Erica as well, but not everyone was. And now it seems like everyone is um we see um our 
Arvey, who is a big fan favorite. I can tell you right now, such a huge fan favorite. So we have Arvey and um, Sutton in this really, really oddly produced scene about they're getting ready. He's pushing her around on a, in a suitcase, on a suitcase. And she's saying, don't be mad that you're not coming. And he's like, no, I understand. You have to bring your glam. I'm not glam. That's fine. She goes, but I'm also bringing Merce. And then they have this full conversation about how Merce was this very talented um, kind of godfather of dance in New York City that she worked with. She worked at the studio in New York City, which I need to know more about Sutton's background. I thought she was a debutante from the South. And I didn't know she worked at a dance studio. Uh, and, an, she, and then we find out later in the episode she was a nanny. I don't know. None of that really mixes. I don't understand her path at all. I feel like we don't know anything about her ex-husband. We don't know anything about her children. Couldn't. We've never. We've seen glimpses of them. Um, so she goes on to say and bring Merce. And I'm like, oh, okay, is this someone she knows? A friend? That's strange to bring a friend on the trip. But then they go out and grab Ashes. So it's a part of this uh, gentleman, Merce, was um, passed away and she was very, 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 very close to him. So she has some of his ashes and she wants to bring it, bring the ashes to Spain because they're going to Sitges, which was an area that his dance company first performed in. And I just think the scene was was very odd. It was trying to be serious in this very thought-provoking moment, but... They were all, almost kind of laughing. Oh, it's in a ziplock. Gonna bring ashes. I, I, I don't know. I didn't find it funny. And I didn't also find it touching. She was trying to make this, you know, speech about how he's the most important man. But she was also saying it, it was very odd. I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't get my feelings with it. It was strange. Anyway, then we're going around. We go to Dorit's. I thought she wasn't bringing glam and I was going to say, wow, all right, she's not bring, she's not bringing glam. I was like, that backs up even more this whole story that we know is coming out and we know is true about her issues with big guy and their financial issues. I mean, she's in a panto in England over Christmas. If that doesn't scream, I need money. I don't know what it, what else it does. Um, but, you know, she ends up, she does bring glam. But at first I was thinking, what's going on? See, this is another thing. There's so much going on with Dorit and Piquet. And we're not getting any of it. <sighs> anyway, very quickly, we see them all meet at the airport. We always see them meet at LAX. Get, um, get on the flight. First class ofs. They land in Spain. And then they're like, uh-oh, sprinter van. And we see the tons of luggage, which was just Kookadoke, absolute kook. Um, they get in the sprinter van. One thing that fascinates me, and I'm going to bring this up. I brought it up before, guys, but pardon, pardon the repetition. That Dorit, skinny, skinny min min, is sat there with a full fat coke. And listen, I appreciate it deeply. I am a DC lover, Diet Coke, but Coke Zero is my number one. Love my Coke Zero. But for these women, that won't eat a carbohydrate. I mean, they go to parties and they their appetizers are cucumber with like a little bit of caviar on there. Their main dishes have no potatoes. No, they don't have carbohydrates. To see them set, and then Erica had a full fat Coke as well. And I'm thinking, what? Maybe that, I was talking to my friend who has experience as being a personal um, trainer to a lot of very wealthy and very, image conscious people in LA. Okay. And I told him this, I was like, why are these women that are completely concerned about their diet, their bodies, drinking full fat Cokes? And he says, probably because it's their entire dinner. He's like, it fills you up so much. I haven't had a full fat Coke in a while just because I like the English Coke and the American Coke. I think I've said this before, are very, very different. Um, in England, we use cane sugar. So it tastes completely different to the American full fat coke I get here. It tastes like what we call here Mexican Coke. So that's what our Coke tastes like. And if I go and pick up a regular full fat Coke here or I get Mexican Coke, I, you know, I can't, and I love my soda. I hate to say it, but I do. I love it. Um, I can't drink that full thing because it's it's something 
obscene, like 16 tablespoons of sugar. I mean, it's really bad, really bad. Um, but so when I see these women drinking them, I'm like, what? And he's like, well, it's probably because it fills them up so much because it's carb- It's obviously carbonation, but it's also all that sugar is gives them a ton of energy Plus, it makes them feel heavy and full so they don't eat as much. So maybe that's just their meal of choice for that day. It's like, maybe. But anyway, we see them in the sprint of Andrew. has a full fat Coke. Fascinating. Um, Sutton plays this game, questions about her. Um, and the person that answered them all correctly was Erica. And to think about Erica and her the season beforehand, it's bizarre. But... Um, those sudden ladies stick together. So she won. I was like, what is she going to win? And with Sutton, I was like, oh my God, she's going to win like a, you know, five-star resort uh, trip, like a five-star trip on a private jet to Paris with her or something, knowing Sutton. And no, she's like, what you've won is a tiara from my store. So, you know, yeah. Uh, anyway, they go to the, the house they're staying in and it's just beyond. It is beyond gorgeous. Fort Built in the 14th century. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, so they get in there and they have this host that's telling, you know, giving them the tour and things like that, the Airbnb host. And of course she mentions the place is haunted by little people. Ooh. Now, in Ireland little people when you say my my grandfather who would talk about the little people me used to mean like fairies and that's the folklore there um in america if you say little people it usually means people that are of shorter stature suffering from like not suffering but living with achondroplasia or other types of dwarfism so when she said little people i was like what what type of what are we seeing here and then all the women of course go into this Oh, I can't stay here. I can't believe this is haunted. What am I going to do? What? I would pay more to be in the haunted house than, and these women are acting like it's the worst thing in the world. So odd that all grown women have given birth, that have had divorce, gone through divorces, husbands cheating on them. They've bought houses. They've failed in businesses. They've, you know, they've done all this stuff, but they're like, oh, you know, I don't want to be in this haunted house. I would love it. We go through the room picking. Um, then they're getting they're getting ready for the evening meal. Um, so then uh, we see Chef Storm. Now, Chef Storm, uh, the fact that his name's Storm blew me away. But they are all in a tizzy. They're like, whoa, because it's a young chef. Anyway, he comes, I mean, he's fine looking, but he's not. I I don't listen to me. Oh, it's not that gorgeous. I'd probably be like drooling. Anyway, um, they he comes out and they're all like, oh yeah, it's eleven p.m., which isn't abnormal to eat dinner at that time in Spain. But what is cuckoo is that Dorit and uh, Erica, I think Erica and Kyle were still not ready, so they're taking ages to get ready. They come down, and I need to talk about Dorit. And this, I'm not going to be fixated on her breasts again i'm sorry every week i am i'm not going to today but she is dressing so dowdy this is a woman that has you know prides herself in knowing fashion she worked in the fashion industry she prides herself in her style in her looks her glam and the hair i told you i can't get over the hair it has done nothing but bring her down she seasons past blonde form-fitting body is just killer and she's wearing this dowdy matronly dress which i'm sure cost a fortune and is probably gucci or Yves Saint Laurent or something like that but it does nothing for her and i understand the look she's going for she's doing the headbands she's doing the bows and she's doing a lot of that 1940s-esque um classic chic european vacation look but this is Dorit, my friends. Like, I want her, I want everything showing. Sorry, I do. I want that body showing. I want form fitting. I want her ridiculous over the top looks. And she comes down as if she's going to a funeral. It's really strange. Um, then we get to dinner and Anne-Marie. Now, guys, you're online. You are seeing the response. At, I keep saying Anne-Marie. Is it Anne-Marie? I don't give a shit. Whatever it is, she 
is so obvious, so cringy, and so embarrassing. She has watched every single episode of Housewives, okay? Fine. But she goes on there and she thinks she really knows how to play this game. And she's so wrong. She thinks she knows how to play this game in Housewives to secure a second season by causing drama. But it's all fake. It's all pushed. She's alienating people. It's embarrassing. She looks like an idiot. I can't stand her. She does the well. I think we should talk about the elephant in the room. Hey, 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 guess what? You're a housewife. You don't get to say that in your first season. There are, there are rules that you need to live by going in as a housewife, of which Kate and I can teach you for a fee. Um, you know, come to the consultants. But she's not doing that. She doesn't understand how to play this game. And she thinks she's being smart. She thinks she's being clever. She's like, she's trying to, she's rehearsed all these lines to say to it's just, I can't, watching it, I was cringing, I was annoyed that this is the quality that we're getting from BH. So she starts saying that, I have an elephant in the room, let's talk about the elephant in the room. She goes, you know, the other night was so awful for me, it was so awful for me. And um, Crystal, you know, when I first met Crystal, um, she told me that you were all shallow and uneducated, boom. And I just wrote down here, I was like, take your Claire's accessories, bow, necklace, and go home. No one wants you here. And you cannot throw out something like that on your first season. You just can't. You have to be smarter than that. You have to be under the radar, have a little tiff with someone, but make it up, keep going. She's playing this so poorly. And production did Crystal really dirty they start doing playbacks of crystal being like they're not very educated and stuff like that and listen do the majority of us know crystal said something like that yeah probably i think she probably said something she met she says she's like and then Anne-Marie launches into you know um you know you are a liar you are this you are you are so insecure you are saying all of throwing anything at the wall to see it would stick and knowing it was antagonizing Crystal. And then Crystal, and Crystal fell for it. Like all of us would when you have someone sat there that you don't know, that's like, you're a liar. You're this. It's like, you are trying so hard, Anna-Marie. Go home. Um, And, you know, Dorit then comes out in her confessional and she's like, uneducated. Wow. Well, I would say that, well, you were being a child bride and then they did Crystal's um, wedding photo 24 and Lion King was like nearly 50. Um, She's like, we were building careers. You're just boring, which was great. Um, But Anna Marie and then Crystal's like, I've met you six times. Why would I say, why would I say that to you? And I do believe that she said, she probably met her, was talking about the show and said something like, you know, they're not like all of them aren't really they're not like big intellectuals. We're fighting about stupid stuff. It was something like that and she ran with it. But it's embarrassing. And you know who annoyed me even more? Kyle. She's so full of bullshit. In her confessional, she has to go against the grain. Always. It's so annoying. And she says, you know, it's so strange. There's something about Anna Marie that really triggles, tri- triggers Crystal. It, she would trigger and it's not triggering. Like there's some big hidden thing that Anna Marie it has against Crystal or is getting under Crystal's skin. Everyone is annoyed with Anna-Marie because she's an idiot and she's trying too hard and she needs to shut up and go home. That's why I am so... She's just full of shit. She's antagonistic. She's watched this show so much. She's just poking and poking and poking. I couldn't stand it. It's lame and it's even more annoying because she sits there smug, thinking, oh, I've done a really good job here. Oh, I'm playing it and I'm doing it. And it's, you know, I know she's watching this and it should be completely embarrassed because she looks like an idiot. Anyway, the next morning, they all kind of get, they all go to bed and it just looked really boring. They were like, Sutton was just like, all right, uh, let's not let little people come out. All right, let's go to bed. And they just all went to bed. No one was drunk. No one was, it was just silly. And then next morning they all woke up and they, half of them were like, we only slept for an hour, which makes me nauseous even thinking about too much too much um then you know we get the thing of them getting ready for the day they're going to go to a church and do some other things 
Um, and they'll kind of pair off. You know, production has them all like, well, what do you think of last night? And Dorit and Erica, Erica's doing her vocal exercises, and I love this. Dorit comes in and just goes, oh, what are you doing? She's like, I'm doing my vocal exercise. And Dorit goes, oh, I hear, uh, I hear George doing that all the time. Flash to a photo of boy George. Cannot not talk about boy George. I love it. Um, I love Dorit so much. Um, and then Garcelle's the one that production picked to go and talk to Anne-Marie. And she was probably like, oh, shit. So she goes in there and Anne-Marie's like, oh, it was just so bad last night. You know, I don't know why she's lying. And she's just so awful. And you can tell Garcelle's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um... Then they are all sat around, I think it was breakfast, right? I think it was breakfast around the table. And Erica starts on about the earrings, saying that there was a legal win, that the high court has lowered it down, that they they said they've dismissed that those earrings were bought. They cannot be proven proven that it was um, bought with clients' money. So this is a win whatever i just wrote underneath it was like can you imagine the legal bills can you begin to imagine the level of legal bills she and she's affording to bring glam to spain because bravo aren't isn't paying for that they're not paying for that they're obviously paying for the flights and hotels and everything like that and food and all that but i and erica's salary is this and she's not making any money on those tours that mikey minden is making the money on those tours. So I, I... Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Don't know. Um, let's have a look. What happens then, guys? So that's it. And then it kind of ends with them going in, back in the sprint van, going on the day. They're in two sprint vans. And they're going very, very windy, windy hillside, enough to make anybody car sick that doesn't get to usually. And then Crystal is getting very, very ill. And they stop. And she's like, I need, I think I'm going to vomit. She doesn't vomit. And then she gets back in the car and then they get out. And she says, look at my hands. And her veins are all enlarged. And um, it ends with um, Kyle in Spain saying, shall I call 911? I mean... I can tell you right now, do I consider myself a doctor? Yes. Did I go to medical school, have any medical training? No. However, I'll tell you what's wrong with Crystal. She's dehydrated. She was a plane for either 12 hours. She's barely slept and she had motion sickness. She's just dehydrated. That's all that was going on. I can guarantee you. So she'll be, I'm sure next week we'll see her with an IV in her, just like Meredith Marks, getting hydrated again. Um, and that's it. But... I don't know guys it's just it's hard it is hard watching this I'm disappointed with this I don't know where they're gonna go with the show next season I wouldn't be surprised if they do a massive overhaul I think Kyle will go um sort out her life and what she really wants whether that is whether Morgan's still around or whether it's Maurizio I don't know but this isn't working. Whatever's going on now is not working. Dorit's miserable. Dorit's going through something very, very bad with her PTSD and her marriage and legal and financial woes, which she's not talking about. Um, but do a quick Google search and you'll see. Um, so I don't know. It's a massive overhaul and I'm ready for the reunion at this point i don't know what spain's going to bring us it doesn't even look like it's going to bring us that much i don't see massive fights i don't see drunkenness like where are all the drunk fights remember the days of brandy wasted screaming at people 
At least I'm not doing crystal meth in the bathroom, bitch. I mean, where have all, where's all that gone? It's just these women that are really, really unhappy that don't really want to even do this anymore. That's what it seems like to me. They're begrudgingly doing this show. And that's not what we want for our housewives. It's either that or you get someone like Anna Marie that's trying so ridiculously hard, it's embarrassing. <sighs> anyway, that's BH. Let's get on to Salt Lake. Okay, let's get on to Salt Lake City. Um, by the way, I just started watching uh, Griselda on Netflix. You know, the new series about the drug queen pen. Um, and it's really good. I don't know if you... I think it was just, just came out today and I just I started watching the first episode. It's really good, guys. If you haven't seen it, get on it. Um, also, Beverage Corner. Just because Kate isn't here doesn't mean we're not going to talk Beverage Corner. Um, you know, I was reminiscing, listening to Wednesday's episode. Kate and I were reminiscing about when we did the majority of these episodes wasted. I mean, not, you know, we just, we just have beverages. We had adult, adult beverages. Um, but I'll tell you what I went and got. I went to TJ's today, Trader Joe's. And it was a really nice day here in LA. And it felt very, I felt in the summer mood. I was wearing a sleeveless top. Um, apologies for everybody that's listening and you're, covered in snow right now i'm not bragging but i'm just saying it was a really nice day skies were blue um birds were singing um and it was yeah it was absolutely it, it was a gorgeous day and so i felt a little bit summery i was like oh i can feel i can feel the summer so i wanted a lager like i love a lager and yes i know it's all empty calories and it's terrible empty calories but i just can't help it i'm english and i love a lager um what I do love is I got this um, stone. Um, I love, I love this one. It's Buena Ve, Buena Vetha. There we go, Buena Vetha. Um, salt and lime lager. I don't know if you guys have had this. It's um, it's so good. It has this skull on the front. It's made by Stone down in San Diego. Uh, yeah, Buena Vetha salt and lime lager. Ooh, it's hitting the spot. I'll tell you that. All right, let me have a little sip and then we're going to get into Salt Lake. Mmm. Mmm. Feels like summer. Summer in a can. So, we're done with Salt Lake, guys. This was... This was the final part of the reunion, part three. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess... I, I am ready for it to be over. I'm ready for something fresh. I really wish OC was starting because we know that um, Alexis is filming. Um, we're not going to have that. The next we're going to have is is VPR. So for a couple of weeks, I think it's just going to be BH. Um, and then VPR starting. But anyway, this was the last part of the reunion. We start off on that, that horrific set. They do this shot where you see like an, the, the um, a bird's eye view of the set and you just go... Oof. Um, anyway, so Andy says this really funny thing to Meredith. He's like, you okay, Meredith? You've been giving me death glares this entire, <laughs> this entire time. She's like, no, no, Andy, not at all. He's like, are you sure you're not mad at me? And she's like, no, no. Um, anyway, so we, let me see what the notes, I watched this a couple of days ago. Let me see what my notes are. So I just said how awful the set is. And then um oh yeah they kind of go over all of the games that they've played before um and they talk about baby you know and then there's a scene of baby gorge with her glam you know i have glam in monaco i have glam in saint saint tropez i i have you know and andy says how often do you have glam and she says every single day every single day i will be buried in full glam and diamonds and more power to baby gorge you know we love our baby gorge and Mary's still there. And I'm just like, why is Mary here? I I know there are so many of you listening and such a big consensus online about, well, you know, we all love Mary because she's so, you know, she brings comic relief. I don't think she does. I think you're watching a nasty, nasty human being that cannot become a proper housewife because she is no give and no take. She is just socially inept extremely cruel and delusional and has a complete inability to build friendships and essentially this is what the re this is what housewives is supposed to be about remember it's supposed to be about friendships women's friendships 
So I don't know why she's there. She starts going, Lisa, you do know that's insecurity, right? I mean, who speaks like this? It's like, just go away, Mary. And, you know, she's, uh, what did I say, Monica? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then Monica, I just said, is she's so... Monica in this first part is so angry that the venom out of her uh, mouth, or as Ramona Singer likes to say, the viperness. Um, but the venom that comes out of her mouth, I just wrote down here, she's dangerously angry and I think she's going to get ill. You cannot walk around with this, you know, she's on this reunion and everyone's like, shut up, Monica. She's like, no, no, no. See, no, I'm telling you all, I'm the, I'm right here. I'm right. And you're all awful and rah, 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 rah. it's, you can't like carry on like that. You're going to get ill. Um, they start doing impressions of each other, whatever. And then I just wrote in block capitals, why is Mary here? And why does everyone suck up to her? They're so scared of her. They are so scared. She says something like, uh, shit, I didn't write it down, but she says to someone, oh, you know, but you look good. I mean, you look good, Heather. You know, today, I mean, at least you look good. Not a compliment. Everyone in that room was like, oh, that was so nice, Mary. Oh, Mary, that's so nice. Oh, you're so nice. Why is no one saying shut up and get out of here? No one wants you. You're horrible to everyone here. I know I have to stop with Mary. I could go on forever, but you know my feelings, guys. That's it. Anyway, she gets... It's very, this was a really strange scene. So she gets up to leave. She thanks Andy, kind of. Which is, no, she doesn't thank him. Sorry, what am I thinking? She just says, well, that wasn't too bad. That was good. Then everyone's like, okay, we need to pee. So every single person gets up to pee. Mary stands up and someone comes over to help her navigate that horrendous shipwreck set. And she goes over to kiss Monica to say goodbye and she's like, bye, Andy. And then he kisses her. And so everyone's offset apart from Monica and Andy, who were sat next to each other. I don't know if you caught this. It was just so bizarre. Monica's just sat there, not on a phone or anything. And next to her, Andy's just like, shut off and down on his phone. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so awkward. I thought it was just such a strange... How Andy just, Andy switches on and off. You know, he is on when that camera's going, but off, he's like, don't talk to me. And he really just had his head down on the phone. She was just sat there, hands on her lap, just completely silent. It was so strange. Anyway, they all start to come on. And then Andy's like, right, let's get into Bermuda. So we start going in to this whole um, DM, uh, Meredith DMing and Angie being in the Greek mafia and all of that stuff. And... It didn't really go anywhere. Um, it was just them all piling on Monica. Um, he then gets into reality Vontees. And I did think this this season was what Monica deserved to get. Like it it was it was so embarrassing, this whole kind of scene. So we get into everything. Uh, were you the one that started it? She's just screaming and baby gorgeous screaming. And at once I just, I wrote, and I think Andy said this as well, just stop talking all at once. They're all talking at once. And it's really, really annoying. You can't hear anything. There's nobody is having a conversation to, even if it is to insult each other, at least do it one at a time so I can hear the insults, please. Um, you know, but Andy's like, I want, tell me your side of it. And she said, I was part of it. Um, It was started, I think, 2021. And the purpose was to expose Jen Shah and how she treats her employees. You know, so this is her spin on it, right? And Heather said something that was so beautiful. She goes, you are not a hero. And she's right. She's absolutely right. That's the only way Monica was either told by someone, some advisor or something to be like, advisor, like she's a politician. Someone said to her, listen, you have to spin this because you're not going to get out of this. You have to spin this as though you were doing it for the greater good. You were doing it so that everyone knew how bad Jen Shah was treating her employees. You were doing the right thing. Then we go into this whole thing that Monica had a security system in her name that was in Jen's house so she could listen to the conversations. And she's like, oh, but I wasn't. Of course she was listening to everything. Then it's like, I don't go. I. She goes, you were driving. They're all screaming at Monica. You were driving past her house every day. And she's like, no, I wasn't. I would never, that's stalking. I don't do that. Are you crazy? 
then it's like roll footage. They have scene after scene after scene after scene of her driving past Jen's house. It's so embarrassing. It's so... She's defeated at this point. And then she brings out the burn book. And I think everyone cringed. It was like, this is what I mean. You, Someone told you that would be a cute idea and you spent hours making this. But it's not funny. It's not amusing. It doesn't go with the theme of the housewives. It's bringing in another parallel... Andy opens it and he's like, what is this? And it was just like, what, what? You know, it was so bad and incorrect and wrong. And I, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. It was, that was, she, and that right there, she ruined any chance she had of coming back. Andy was just like, what is this? And she's like, it's supposed to be funny. And it was like, nothing's, nothing's fun. This isn't funny though. This is not funny. Then they start talking about how she was selling footage to TMZ and this line that Monica was completely... This was when you see her, I would say, defeated. This was when the emperor, Andy Cohen, put two thumbs down. She says... Andy's like, why were you driving by her house? And she's like, well, you know, the FBI wanted me to. And he's like, what? The FBI told you to drive by a house? Why would they tell you to drive by a house? Well, because I was... An, well, I wasn't an informant. I was a, I, I was a witness. But what are you doing? And everyone's shouting, why are you doing past the house? She goes, well, and she says to Andy, well, you know, in case she was drink driving. So then Andy's like, the FBI, FBI told you to drive past Jen's house to catch her drink driving. And everyone bursts out laughing and you see her. She's just going, no, what? You guys are such assholes. It's like, she, she was lost then. She was lost. It was like, jig is up, like... She just is not savvy enough to have done this correctly. That's the problem. She behaved like a teenager trying to get into the popular group, which is most likely, I think, what her life was a lot like. Um, And she'd get her foot in there, but she would ruin it. She apparently was selling footage to TMZ, which I'm sure she was. She was just so determined to get on the show, which, as Andy said, there's nothing wrong with that. But don't mask it as something else. Um, Don't try and be too clever. This was your first season. You came in blazing hot and it was ridiculous. And then she says something where Andy's just not going to put up with it. She goes, you you know, everybody, he says, why did you not just, you knew if, she said, I knew this was all going to come out. He's like, well, why didn't you just cop to it at the beginning? People would have forgiven you. It could have been a series, whatever. It was a big point in the series, which is true. It would have been amazing, much better than this sitting everyone down going, I need to tell you something, and then them working through it, right? But instead, she was caught out because she was never going to expose herself. And then she goes, I did tell casting. And Andy said, what? She says, the first interview, I told them. And he said, no, you didn't. We would never have cast you if you did this. And she's like, mm, okay. She, her tells when someone's lying. So you know when someone's playing poker and they have tells about when they're lying? I think hers are so obvious. I don't know about you guys. You see her, she kind of like, kind of, you know, purses her lips and sticks them out and then her eyes dart and she kind of shrugs her shoulder. I think she's really, really obvious when she lies. And then she's just terribly, like her attempt is really poor at trying to to get at anyone and make them say something racist, say something... um, untrue for example um she goes well somebody you know uh she's going at it with angie and and she's like oh and then she says well don't discredit small shops is that what you do you discredit small shops and she's like and she's like well i never said any of that and she's like, they're like you're a horrible person her response is horrible people murder children i mean this is what we're working with it's just it's really really poor it's really poor. It's like, you need to do better. The burn book was a flop. I know you thought that was going to be cute and amusing. Nobody thought it was. And then this was just embarrassing. She embarrassed herself. She threw every opportunity she had, which she wanted to do, was to ride this housewife's train. She wanted to ride this. Fair enough. 
who wouldn't, right? Like, as she said, be on the show, get the sponsorships, get on it, the Instagram, millions of followers, and get all this money, and blah, 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 blah. She's obsessed with the Kardashians. She even named two of her kids after two of the Kardashians' kids. She wants to be that, but she doesn't understand you cannot duplicate. You have to find your own path. And all she was doing was trying to duplicate other people's behaviors that has done well in reality television. And it doesn't work. It just doesn't. Then we get onto the black eye, which a lot of people online are very dissatisfied with. So we get this fantastic screen cut to black. And it says on April the 9th, and you know, they were in San Diego and this black eye incident, we see Andy says to Heather, did, so Jen gave you the black eye? She said, yes. And then it goes into this footage we see, but we can't hear anything. And Heather's narrating it and saying, this is where she sat down and said, I can't believe this. I did this to you. And we see that. That's all we see. There was no bombshell reveal, any footage or anything like that. Then she kind of her whole answers in this still didn't give us proper answers. She goes, how did it happen? I don't know, but it happened. Well, do you remember Toss? Like, remember as well, she had scratches on her arms. Don't forget that. That morning after she'd scratches on her arms, she had a full-on physical fight with Jen and she still will not say that. She's like, I just can't remember. We were just wasted. Well, you're good. It doesn't matter how wasted you are. You are going to remember falling over some weird memory of falling over. You're going to remember if your friend grabbed your arms and held you down and punched you around the face. You're going to remember that. She's just still not willing to say any of that. She was kind of making light of it. It was it was really odd. Um, she was saying that, um, you know, she didn't want to tell anyone and that she lied. And then it's coming out that she even said producers did know about it rumors about maybe production a producer did it to me and then she kind of laughed she's like oh yeah they were just stupid rumors and andy's like you're accusing production of uh, of assaulting you that's not funny you know it was it, it was a weird segment still never got to the bottom of it jen did it heather fawn fully knows how it happened whether they were shouting at each other and then just jen socked her whether she scratched her arm well she did scratch her arms she fell over We'll never know. I think Heather will save it for her next book, probably. Actually, mark my words, she will. Um, it was stupid and it wasn't satisfying. It was not satisfying. It's like when you're really, really hungry and you go to McDonald's so you can get junk food. You eat it, but you're not satisfied, right? It doesn't feel good. And this is what this was. So, yeah, that was it. And then Monica starts talking about Jen and she said she still gets threats to this day because she was a witness um and then andy said listen we're wrapping this up so monica i said to you if there was anything else you wanted to say this is your time to say it and she just fails again so emotionally stunted like a little child she says yeah there's lots that i want to say but i'm not going to be i'm not going to be understood so whatever i mean oh she's played every hand wrong she really did. It's very disappointing. Um, they drink a dark and stormy, which Andy hated, a cocktail at the end. Um, and Monica was incredibly sour and doing that weird thing with her mouth that she keeps doing. And that was it. That was the end of it. So I'm going to ask Kate when we next record next week about how satisfied she felt because the consensus online was that nobody really felt satisfied from this. I know I didn't. I just... I wanted so much more and I don't know, what did I want? I wanted detailed description of what happened with the black eye. I wanted Monica to at least let some of that anger go and admit to something. I wanted a proper conversation between any of them, which didn't happen because they were all screaming at each other. Like Andy didn't control it. I know they were probably filming for like 13 hours and he was exhausted, but you don't get anywhere when they're just screaming at each other. I want to hear the insults, please. So it was very disappointing. It was very, I, I, I'm over Salt Lake. I don't need to hear about it for a while. I really don't. Monica is probably going to fade into exist, fade, fade out of existence. And I think when they start filming, I mean, usually they pick up filming 
in I would say the next month or so I think they'll start filming in the next month or so yeah because remember it was Greek Easter um and it's a little bit after Easter so maybe April they'll start filming again and there's already been rumors online of the two new people that are going to take Monica's place in Salt Lake City and I think Monica is going to desperately try and claw her way back but it's not going to happen and I think it was a really bad misstep there were so many missteps by her she could have had a good long life as a housewife and she just threw it away so that's my that's my two cents for all of that but guys I'm going to love you and leave you. I'm going to finish my beer and then um, I am going to head out. So I don't know why I just told you that. But anyway, um, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, Just want to say thank you so much, um, everyone, for listening. As always, as you know, we have um, our Tuesday episode, which is 90 Day Fiancé. We have our Wednesday episode, which is the Wheel of Shame. Um, and then we have our Bravo episode next Friday. And next Friday, we also are recording and releasing our Patreon episode. We have a doozy of a docu um, that we're going to be uh, analysing and talking about. So, uh, yes, we're going to have that. And remember, the only way to access our um, extra content, which now, as I put on our Instagram, you can go and check out our Instagram, Tender Loving Care uh, podcast. We have a ton of extra footage of old documentaries um pop culture murders unsolved crimes all of the good stuff um hours and hours over 20 plus hours of content um only available to our patreon members you go to patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com search tender loving care podcast or simply go to the show notes as you're listening to this click on that button it's five bucks a month guys and it helps just for five bucks a month Um, it helps Kate and I so much to be able to produce this show as many times as we do a week. And thank you for everyone that's joining and that continues to join. We love seeing those emails. You all get personal messages from us and all our back catalogue, plus two extra episodes a month of us covering insane documentaries. So follow us if you don't already on Instagram at Tender Love and Care Podcast. Go over to YouTube. You can see us filming all and recording all of our podcasts um subscribe hit the like button just search tender love and care podcast and i think that's it so we are going to be back with you on tuesday with our 90 day fiance and god i hope that show's nearly over Woo! all right i love you all have a fantastic weekend stay safe um and watch griselda on netflix because it looks really good and enjoy your beer all right i love you so much thank you for listening bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.